You're listening to the One Man Show Network. Welcome to the Aaron Says What Podcast with your host, Aaron Weinbaum. All right. Well, this is uh, What Podcast. I'm here with Dan Lamore. What's going on? Did I say that right? Yes, Dan Lamore. Well, kind of, it kind of fizzled when he said it, so I'll give you the oh. credit for saying it right because right. I didn't well, fully hear it. All right. Well, let's uh, let's hope I said it right. Anyway, man, it's good talking to you. Finally, we we've, we've been going a little back and forth, man. You you have got quite a resume. You are a comedian, a writer, a podcaster. You cover the mess. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't do a good job of that. I don't do as good if I as I can covering the Mets. That's more just a fun gig. Oh, okay. That's awesome, though. Yeah, I use it. To, I, I I I mostly use it to become friends with players so I could get free tickets. <laughs> to be honest, that's that's where that comes from. That you know, I I do the same thing, man. I uh, I, I would too, man. Now we're. Trying to Periscope and Facebook live this at the same time, and this is all kind of new to me. So if we get any questions, uh, I will try to answer them best I can and throw them into the window, and I'll try to throw them your way. I didn't announce this because I really just kind of wanted to test this out first. So that being said, um, you played – now, I, I looked you up today, man. You played ball in college, didn't you? Yes, I played baseball in college. Uh I was a pitcher my whole life, basically, from 4 to 18 when I got hurt. Wow. So it was uh, essentially my whole life before comedy was baseball. I was always taught, you know, baseball first, whatever wow. happened second. And then uh, I got uh, Tommy John surgery, and uh, life changed, you know. Man, I hear that I got lot. thrown the ultimate curveball. <laughs> nice pun intended there. Yeah. <laughs> Did you – Um. okay. Yeah. Now, you do some work um, – this is how we met through MMA and Middle Easy. You mind just explain that just yes. a little bit? So I met the folks. Well, I never really met anyone at Middle Easy. Uh, so there was a period of time about a year and a half ago where I tried doing a series called Fat to Fit the Fighter, where I was going to go from now out of shape, former college athlete Dan, to getting in shape, to learning how to be a fighter. And then I was going to fight one real fight in like the cage. And uh, so I, I went to Middle East and I brought them the idea and they wanted me to do a weekly article about it. And I think we lasted three articles before I gave up. <laughs> awesome. So uh, it was a short well, – I got into a couple car accidents, so I couldn't really train as hard anymore. But uh, that's how I got involved with Middle Easy. And then uh, after that, I had like not a falling out with them. We just stopped working together. And then I went to them about six months ago with the idea to do a podcast – and then uh, we it, it launched about three months ago. Yeah, so, so I run the official Middle Easy podcast. Cool. Now, like, yeah, that's how I kind of. I mean, I saw you guys followed me, and then I saw you, you followed me, and then you mentioned with an Al Iaquinta interview. We, um, I always like to ask my guests, you know, re- regardless of the baseball and the mixed martial arts and the podcast you are a very successful comedian is that correct yeah that's uh that's my bread and butter is comedy that's what i do now how did how did that all that i've come been doing about? that uh, after i got hurt so okay. i had tommy john surgery when i was 18 after right. my uh, first game my first NCAA game and then i rehabbed it for about eight months and uh halfway through the rehab process i kind of realized that my arm wasn't getting back to what it used to be 
And I had the weird thought in my head that I might not play baseball again, which ended up becoming true. So one day I just woke up and I said, I'm going to do an open mic tonight. And I went to a little punk rock venue in a town called Kenilworth, New Jersey. And I told seven minutes of jokes to absolutely no laughter. And that's how I got the bug. <laughs> you know, I got zero laughs the first time I went on stage. And that was still enough for me to there hasn't been a, a week of my life where I haven't done stand up since then. Really? Not one week, not one week you haven't done it at all. That's amazing. And I've yeah, I can't think of yeah, I can't think of ever taking a week off. Wow, I'm sure I've taken off days, a lot of days before, but I don't know if I've ever gone a full week. That's insane, man. Like no vacation where you take where you don't do it at all, or yeah, because stand up's really the kind of thing where if you don't do it for a little while, you get rusty. Okay. Because stand, I mean, stand up has a lot of different muscles behind it. While you're on stage, you know, it's so much more than just the words being spoken. So if you don't do it for a little while, that rust sets in. Man, I've always wanted to do it. I've always wanted to go up and try. And um, we do have some Periscope listeners that are commenting. So they said you got addicted. So yeah, that's awesome. I've never even gone up. I've always wanted to. But I know it's just one of those things, like you said, you went up there, you got zero laughs. That's not the part I'm scared of. The part I'm scared of is I can't just do it once, fail, and leave it. You know, I'd I'd be I'd be after it yeah. and after it. Everyone's different, you know. I know some people who went up one time and hated it and never did it again. You know, it's just wow. uh, I think the type of person who uh, the type of person who becomes a comic is the one who doesn't succeed and then keeps doing it. Because that's what comedy really is. It's just a bunch of no's centered around a few yeses that lead to a mediocre career somehow. <laughs> that's that's perfect. That is perfect. So now, yeah. <laughs> this, this is um, this is a little off subject here. I just happened to see this Dana White uh, put something up that Joe Rogan had said, like a one minute clip. Did you happen to see that? Uh, the one about the keeping negative people around. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go ahead and play that real quick. Yeah. Because this has been my thing this year. I've always been pretty good about that. But this last, this, this year, I just kind of made a commitment. No more energy suckers. No more, what's the word? The assholes, you know, the ones that just ask your advice constantly and then, and then never do it. So, uh, that was kind of my New Year's resolution. And it caused a little trouble, like on my Facebook page and like, you know, and then I get these text messages, you know, for just from random people. Are you talking about me? Are you talking about me? I'm like, well, no, you know. So then that kind of became a deal. And then I shared that video on my on my page. Only like three people liked it, which yeah. is weird because I thought it was like a really, really kind of spoke to me. I don't know. Well, I'm going to go ahead and play the clip before I um, give too much away here. Those I can't catch a break guys. Yeah, get them the fuck away from me. I can't. I can't be around those guys. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't buy it because everybody has bad breaks. Yeah, I've had a shit ton of bad breaks. But you know what I did? I I stayed up. Yeah, and I thought through it, and I and I figured out what the fuck I did wrong, and then I went back. It's like I fucked up everything I've ever done a hundred times. There's no other way to do it. And I've had a bunch of shitty breaks. Everybody has. But you gotta realize when you have those shitty breaks what that is. And the people that look at those challenges and go, Why do I always have these challenges? They're cancer. 
Those people are dangerous to be around. They will rob you of your enthusiasm. They don't give you any fuel. They're the opposite of fuel. Yeah. All the time you're complaining, you could be instead hustling. You could be instead chasing your dream. You could be instead figuring out what you're doing wrong, trying to prove certain aspects of your life, getting your shit together, reading a book, meditating, something. Fucking something. But this <laughs> I can't catch a break shit is not helping anybody, and it pushes everybody away from you. So... I don't know. Uh, was that as awesome for you as it was for me, or or you just kind of eh? I, I I love it. Yeah, I I, I watched it yesterday. Uh, are you? I gotta ask you this. So you live in New York, right? Uh, I'm actually in Jersey, but yeah, I work in New York every night. You work in New York every night. So are you going to the fight Saturday? No, I couldn't get press passes for this one. They didn't press pass me up, so I'm uh. not going to this one. I went to the last one at the Barclays Center, which was actually somewhat of a disappointing card. But uh, no, I'll be watching this one at home. I usually have uh, parties for the fights. I cater it. I have some friends over, whatnot. Yeah, me too. I, I've uh, I've only been to two UFCs in my entire life. One was in Kansas City. The other one was in Pittsburgh. And in Pittsburgh, I happened to get food poisoning on the floor. So oh. Oh. Uh, I didn't make it up the stairs without dry heaving over a trash can. And I, I just told the guy, look, I'm going to be sick. Is there a bathroom down here? And he's like, no. I'm like, shit. So oh. I'm dry heaving into this trash can, sweating my balls off. And I didn't actually throw up, but you know, I might as well have. Because as soon as I pop my head off or pop my head up, there's freaking people videotaping me on their Snapchat. On Probably on, I'm on a YouTube video somewhere. <laughs> uh, it was the most embarrassing thing ever. And that was the... Uh, Rockhold David Branch fight, and we had to we had to bail. Uh, me and buddy of mine both got food poisoning. We had to bail. oh, so pretty recently. Yeah, we had to bail. We flew. It was a, it was a whole deal, man. Like we both. Uh, he lives like two hours from there. I flew there. He bought the tickets, and it was awful, 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 awful. But I did get to see some fighters, and uh, I mean, I got to see some really good fights too. But didn't get to see the last two. <laughs> I think it was Mike Perry knocking a guy out. Oh, he knocked out that lightweight. I can't remember who it is now. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, by the time I got back to the hotel and we watched Rockhold on TV, and then I was sick for, like, the whole next day flying home and everything. At least you got to catch it on TV. Yeah, I know. With shit, that's not worth $600, you know? Because <laughs> uh, no. we, we paid quite a bit for that. Now, um, yeah, that's why I'm really hoping uh, my press passes get cleared by the UFC because then I could – I mean, you can't act like a fan then. You just have to kind of sit there quietly and pretend like you're writing important stuff. So you can't be like – But it still saves a lot of money. You can't be drinking and, and none of that stuff probably, right? I, w I always wondered about yeah, that. Yeah, like I can't, show up, I can't show up in like a Jimmy Rivera shirt and freak out, you know. <laughs> Shouts to Jimmy. Jimmy's my favorite. He is cool. So like – Let's say he's a hundred and thirty-five pounder, right? Yeah. Oh, somebody said. Oh, she cut up. Cut up X two says I find watching fights is better than being in one. Healthier too. Yes, very, very good. Yes. So, um. Yeah, I mean, depending. I mean, I eat a lot of food while I watch fights, so who knows if it's healthier? <laughs> That's a good point. Like I'll running, be a running around and getting punched in the face might be better than diabetes. <laughs> Exactly, man. Um, so that's awesome. So, like, I, I love a good origin story. I, you're obviously you're a hustler, man. You, you're always doing something. Yeah, you gotta. I mean, uh, 
the business will sleep on you if you don't. You got to make sure you stay you stay awake and the business stays awake on you. Now for because in show business, there's always someone else coming up. So not only do you have to come up once you if you're lucky enough to make it, you got to stay. Right. And then you got to keep getting better, and then you also got to go into other avenues, which is why I do stuff in baseball and MMA and podcasting. Uh, because stand up in itself, though I make the most money doing that, is not. You got to get a fan base outside of it. Well, that's crazy. Like, and uh, how much? Um, I I think we were trying to do this last week, but you were gone. You tour a lot too, don't you? Yeah, uh, I tour a bit. Uh, I usually do one big tour a year where I'll go out for like four to five weeks at one time. But then, besides that, I'll usually go out uh, once a month. But uh, so September is when I'm doing another big one where I'm doing 25 cities in a row, 25 cities, 25 days. Holy shit. So no nights off, just drive around the country and hammer out a show in each city. Uh, any Missouri shows? I'm working on finalizing a St. Louis date, yeah. Oh, sweet. You got to let me know. That is, yeah. is, that's an hour and a half for me, so that's very, very drivable. Yeah, that, that would be, uh, I, actually, I have a Joplin date too, Joplin, Missouri. Yeah, Joplin is... Uh, Joplin's doable too. It's a couple hours for me. So I'm like in the middle of like I'm two yeah, hours. Joplin. What's that? Joplin is a hundred percent confirmed. I haven't confirmed the St. Louis date. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can make that one. Too. I will 100% be in Missouri at some point. Cool. Cool, man. I can't wait to do that. Um, let's yeah, see. Yeah, it's be a fun tour. It's called the Dunkin' Nuggets tour. What's it called? The Dunkin' Nuggets tour. Dunkin' Nuggets. Where'd that name come from? I name all my tours. Uh, it's from a joke that's part of my new hour that I'm working on. So I figured I always try to name my tours after one of the jokes I'm doing. All right. That's cool. So you could sell merch after like T-shirts, hats, CDs, all that good shit. Yeah. Do you, now, do you make a lot of um, – is a lot of your income from selling that stuff on the road? Yeah, when you do a tour like that, I mean, most of your money is going to come from the merch. I mean, obviously, depending on how many tickets you sell, that's a big deal. But, you know, I'll do uh, this tour. I'll probably do uh, posters. I'll do pins. I'll do my album. I already have an album, so I'll sell that. And then uh, I'll probably maybe do T-shirts or hats. Wow. That's awesome, man. And now you have yeah, a couple- posters sell the best. What's that? Posters sell the best? Yeah. Do you um now you have a comedy uh tour out as well, don't you? Or a, not a tour, an, an album? Yeah, I released an album. I think uh, I recorded it in June of 2016. I think I was 20 years old, maybe 21 years old. Uh, yeah, that's been out since January of 2017. Wow! So it's been out for over a year now. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to think that my album is almost two years old, but. The album is called Not Enough Pieces. Now, on this next tour, though, yes. are, you, are you possibly going to record another one? Uh, well, yeah, the the hour I'm working on on this tour will be recorded, but uh, I'm probably going to shoot this one as a special and work with a company. Uh, I don't know. I have to find a streaming service first. There's a lot in the air about where this hour is going to end up. I might cut it into a half hour and do it. There's too much inside show business stuff for me to talk about that's not confirmed yet. But yeah... What's on this tour will eventually be put out. Just I don't know on which TV channel or streaming service at the moment. 
Now, this is interesting because I, I hear comics talk about this all the time. I heard Adam Hunter talk about it too. Like some of these guys get special. Some of these guys front their own money to do their specials. Like, you know, what you could do for yeah. what, 50 grand, right? Is that about the ballpark? Yeah, I mean, uh, 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 if you know people, you could do it a lot cheaper. I mean, my album I shot as a special that would have been quali- a high enough quality to go on Amazon and Netflix and it cost me maybe $500. Okay. But I ended up not releasing it as a special because I didn't want the footage out there. I just wanted the audio. Uh, but if you know the right people who have the right equipment, you could essentially shoot a special for free. Okay. The, I am trying but to... But if you want to do it in like a fucking theater and like a real crane camera, and then it's going to run you into the thousands, you know. It depends what type of scale you want it to be. But you're looking to bypass all that, right? And and hopefully get picked up. Yeah, you know, because uh, someone who is close to me and who I admire is Ari Shafir. And Ari always told we always talk about how you know comics do a, a comedy club comic will do his special in a theater, and it's like, but you're not touring theaters, you know. You should do your special in the venue you're most used to. I tour comedy clubs and music halls, so. I would probably do it in a comedy club or a music venue or a small theater because that's what I do. You know, I do smaller venues. I wouldn't try to go for like a 5,000 seater just because it wouldn't be true to who I am at the moment. When you get to the level of being a 5,000 seat comic, then you should tape a special there. Uh, I'm more of an intimate comic right now because I have a very niche following who is into the same beliefs that I have and likes going down to the dark places that I take them. So it's still a pretty small following. That's, yeah, but I mean, shoot, they're probably loyal as hell, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm, I always joke that I, I'm very well known to a small group of people, <laughs> you know, there's a small group who really appreciate the work that I do and it grows and they help get the word out. And I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful to the people who have been there from the start who, you know, discovered me, God knows how, on the random appearances I did on the random shows and. So, you know, there are people who have been following me since I'm 19 who I've never even met before, minus on the road, you know? Wow. That's awesome. Like, I, I tell people all the time, you know, I have uh, – okay, th- this podcast might as well just be renamed People I Meet on My Parody MMA Accounts because, uh, you know, I have a real Twitter account. You know, it's got the verified little checky-poo and what, what, whatever, and, and, you know, it's got, I don't know, a modest amount of followers, you know? It's – double digit thousands or whatever but then i have these parody accounts uh you know the ally quinta the dana white one and those guys you know not near as many followers but those guys are so freaking loyal like i I could on my verified account i could i could tweet out i need a dollar i'd never see a dollar on the other accounts i could i could tweet out somebody's about to run me over will somebody jump in front of a car and they probably would (laughs) but it's just a lot of fun What's that? Yeah, it's, uh, they want to buy the realty from you. They do the realty. The uh, how's your credit? You know, how's the realty? I told, uh, oh gosh, Paul Paul Folder Paul Felder, I'll I Quintus opponent put something up there like uh, time to shave off the beard. I was looking like Ivan Drago, blah 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 blah. So I just quoted it and I said, if he forecloses, he forecloses. You know, because you remember that famous line, <laughs> if he dies, he dies. Yeah. <laughs> dies, dies, yeah. Oh, that's pretty funny. But uh, 
I did. I did yeah, actually. We had talked about it because I was. I was. I had Al on my podcast a few weeks ago. We, we were did. in his house shooting the shit. That's awesome. You should have asked him if he rented or not. I'm probably going to go up back. There. He's got a nice little gym in his garage. I'm probably going to go up there and train with him this summer. Awesome. Yeah, he lives with Aljamain Sterling, and there's one more Al. I don't know who it is, I guess, but there's it's like the three Al's. I guess he's a... Yeah, well, you got... Uh, well, that, that group up there is uh, Al Iaquinta, Aljamain Sterling. Then you got uh, John Vellante yep. and Weidman. And uh, those are the four who train out of Longo's gym. Okay. Sarah's up there sometimes. Sarah used to have more to do with the gym than he does now. But, yeah, they, they got a good group of guys up there. I, uh, I'll i tell you what. I saw Aljo fight in Kansas City. It was the UFC on Fox card where uh, it was, uh, yeah, DJ, Demetrius Johnson defended against uh, Wilson Hayes, I think. And it was a good crowd. It was yeah. loud. And when Aljo was fighting, all you could hear clear as day is Ray Longo and Matt Sarah giving directions. Like, and I, and I was, yeah. I wasn't on the floor. They're a wild corner. Oh, it was crazy. It was clear as can be. He's like, you've got to sweep the leg, you know, you know, you just, uh, yeah. And they're both screaming. <laughs> it's like they're yelling over each other. And uh, it was just, yeah, something. I actually think this weekend Aljamain is going to corner Iaquinta as well. I, heard I think Aljo will be in the corner for the fight. That's awesome. And vice versa. Al told me he'll be in the corner for Aljo's fighting in Atlantic City in a couple weeks. Yeah, literally a few weeks apart. That's awesome. Man. I, 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 yeah, two weeks, two weeks from it's a, it's a good month for the UFC because next week is Poirier Gaethje, which is a hell of a fight. Yeah. I, uh, who do you think? Who do you, who do you got in that one? I'm just curious. I haven't really thought about Gaethje and uh, Poirier, but what are you thinking? Uh, I'm a big Poirier fan, so it's hard for me to go against them. And I just think he has. Uh, I think too many people in MMA look uh, look away from championship experience. And uh, as far as MMA goes, Poirier is scrapped with some of the best of them. As Gaethje has too, but Gaethje doesn't have the UFC experience that Poirier has. I mean. Gaethje came over from the World Series of Fighting only about two years ago. Yep. Man, I'll tell you. Whereas Poirier has been fighting the best of them. I I love Gaethje, and I love that he swings like a wild man, but I think, think obviously, Poirier is just more of a mixed martial artist. I think he's, he's... I think he's just too complete. Yeah, but, and Poirier also swings with the best of them. It's going to be a... It's going to be a goddamn brawl. Yeah. It, it has potential, to my opinion, to be the fight of the year. Yeah. Well, shit. That would be Gaethje's. I think it could. Uh, it, that would be Gaethje's third potential fight of the year. I think if if that happens, because I thought his fight with Michael Johnson was great. I thought that match with uh, Eddie Alvarez was great. But um, his fight with Alvarez was phenomenal. That that was just came down to it, man. That was, and at that point, I was thinking Eddie might be on the decline a little bit, but uh, he he definitely out. Out, uh, yeah, outlasting him again. It's that championship experience. Knows these guys who have been in there that many times know how to work it. Yep. Oh, we got a Facebook Live viewer. Hey, Victor, what's up, buddy? Yo, Vinny, that's his name, Vinny. But it's, it's uh, one of those, one of those where the name's different. Um, I'm trying to think. So now, what this weekend? I got to ask one fight. Yeah. And I think you know what it is. It's not 
the main event, but it's definitely this week's featured listing. Who do you got in Iaquinta Felder? I can't go against Al. I love Al, and uh, I do think he's a better fighter than Paul. I do too. I think, well, look at their. But my worry is that the UFC needs Paul to win because he is being groomed to be their new octagon and octagon announcer kind of guy. Yeah. So it would look bad if he loses. Uh, I do think that Al's really going to have to impress or knock him out to win. Mm-hmm. But I do think he will. Well, I have very weird picks this week, and I also think Holloway is going to win. So what? what the hell do I know? All right. See, this wasn't going to turn. I into have five Holloway picks winning podcast. in the third round. Uh, we got to talk about this now. This wasn't going to be a five picks podcast, but I, I got to go first of all. Let's do Al because Felder's a big, big lightweight, but he's no bigger than uh, Masvidal was, and you know, obviously, we saw what happened there. You know, yeah. Al got beat that first round. And he came back, and I, I thought he did enough to win. Some people said, you know, Masvidal did enough to win. I, I thought Al won that fight. And uh, but look at the strength of schedule, too. You know, who has Paul really beaten? I, you know, Al beat a Lozon when he was a prime Lozon. And, uh, you know, Felder has fought more frequently, but Al doesn't lose, man. He hasn't lost in five fights. This is going to be number six. You can bet your house on it, and then he'll help yeah. you find a better one. But uh, I don't. <laughs> I think I think he takes Paul Felder down. I, I do he, think he wins. He, he yep. He takes him down. He makes him say escrow, and it's foreclosure round one. <laughs> round one. All right. No, I don't know. I think yeah, it'll this be, one. It's, it's a hell of a card. This one may go the distance, but I I don't know. But then now, you're thinking. I just really lost my. Oh, you're thinking Holloway is going to win over Khabib? <laughs> I, uh, I also had Ferguson beating Khabib, and I also and I personally think Holloway is a better fight for Khabib. I do. I, I think Holloway Khabib is the better fight. Uh, I don't know why I think that. It's a gut feeling, but yeah, yeah, I just there's been a few instances where Khabib has caught a punch. And has, you know, to the to the someone who knows MMA, you know, you could see it's hurt him. Yeah. He's he gets stumbled when he gets caught on that chin. And uh I obviously if he wrestles him, it's a no doubter that Khabib wins, but I don't get why people are writing off Holloway so quickly when again he's a if if they stand up and scrap, Holloway could scrap with the best of yep. them. And he could take a beating and he could give a beating. And uh, also there's uh there's a lot to be said about a man fighting who has nothing to lose. This he doesn't need to win this fight. There's no pressure on him to win this fight. Well, people think too, which I think he's going to fight. Go ahead. Oh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Oh, that's all right, man. But like, I I think Holloway. They're saying he's too light. Blah blah blah. He's a huge featherweight. He's a big guy, and. I don't know what the weight cut's going to be like for him. I mean, they're saying it's a big cut for him. We all know that Khabib has problem cutting weight. Yeah, I heard about 16 pounds. Okay. I heard it was a 16-pound weight cut, which is – people say it doesn't sound like a lot, but 16 pounds in six days is pretty tough. Yeah. and he, uh, I'm sure he'll do it, though. He's a – I think he'll make it. But, um, yeah, I, usually they have more water than stuff yeah. they drain off. Uh-oh. I got some feedback here. Yeah. But. I do think it'll be a better fight than people are giving it credit for. 
Yeah, me too. I, listen, I think it all comes down. To, it's like Ben Askren too. You said like he when he's standing up, he looks like he's getting rocked and this and that, and then he gets hands on him. You know, so I think if yeah. Holloway's best bet, obviously, is to keep it on the feet. But you, he's a long guy. You know, uses punches and his kicks and keep Khabib from getting his hands on him because I think if Khabib gets his hands on him, it's over. Yeah, I think that's for most people with Khabib getting the, well, <laughs> his true, hands true. on him. Whether yeah, uh, it'll be fun to watch. I do think people should give it more credit because I do think it'll be a good fight. Yeah, uh, and also I got to shout out Rose. I, I can't wait to see Rose win again. So yeah, I it's hard for me to pick Joanna. She's blaming the weight cut. She's blaming this. She's blaming that. Rose didn't say a word. Came in there, took care of business, and. Went home with the belt, you know. It's it's and Joanna's still doing a little a little talking there. Rose is why I have my podcast. Do what? I bet I bet a good chunk of change on Rose in the first fight because I had word from her camp that it was looking good. Nice. Did, did and you... uh, I brought all of my podcast equipment with Rose Namajunas winnings. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so... that people thought I was crazy when I made the bet on her. She opened at like a fucking plus four hundred or. 450 something nuts yeah so what's the, what are the odds this time this fight it's much more this it's essentially even this time i think they might even have joanna as the small favorite again mm. but uh it's not as astronomical as it was last time now you had heard that rose had a good camp did you did you have any indications that joanna was having a bad camp no, you know, I just I love the way Rose fights. I, I I've watched all every one of her fights, and she just and I, there's something that she's got that that quiet confidence, you know, yep. where you know she's confident in her abilities, but she's not going to come out there and tell the world about it because she's going to prove it. And I think Joanna misread that the first time and tried going at her through the trash talk, and Rose doesn't need that, you know. If anything, that's going to motivate Rose more. And I knew I made the right choice when they showed right before the fight started. The look in Rose's eyes was just stone cold killer. Yeah, they could have thrown anything out of that night, and Rose was going to walk through it. Well, and uh, I hope it's the same this time. But with that being said, Joanna was also a great champ, so it's a win win for the UFC because both these girls are two of the most incredible fighters that female mixed martial arts has seen. So uh, it's Dana White doesn't lose in this situation. No, a fighter doesn't. loses. Dana doesn't because they're both promotable well i i can't wait to see what happens i i can't wait i don't want to say i can't wait to get off this podcast and see what's happening now but i would love to know what's going on with the connor thing i'd love to know if kies is out i'd love to know if when this podcast comes out are these fighters going to be on weight there's a whole lot of things that are going to happen but the one thing that will happen for sure al iaquinta will fight saturday night yes i hope as long as connor doesn't throw a chair at him god well, right before we got on here, oh god, I don't even know where I saw it. It said Dana White apparently said Connor's in jail, he's done. Did you see that or is that just Yeah. Someone reported that uh I know them. I don't know I they don't see I, as far as their feed goes, there wouldn't be the feed to lie, but who knows, you know. I know a few journalists have been putting in calls to the NYPD. And the NYPD said it was it was going to take 30 minutes to answer. So we should be right at the 30-minute mark to see what's going on. Awesome. Well, I will tell you what, yeah. man. I, I would love to have you back again. I promise uh, there won't be as many video difficulties, and the audio version will come out a lot better than this. <laughs> hey, but uh, go ahead. Thrilled, 
all that matters. Work through it. Yeah, we did. We worked through it, and I hope to have you back on the Fight Picks podcast sometime. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I pick uh, from Italy. I'm starting to pick fights every single event. So awesome! I love picking them. I love betting them. So I'm always down. Sweet man. Well, hey man, is there anything you want to get off your chest? Where can we find you? Uh, you know, Twitter at Dan Lamort. Everything goes through there. Uh, my website's through there. My podcast is on there. That's the hub of all that is me. Sweet man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and I will talk to you soon, buddy. Yeah, talk to you soon. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. Bye. Uh, until next time, this is Aaron Wine with the Aaron Says What Podcast. Thank you for uh, those of you that watched the video. Thank you so much for uh, sitting through the difficulties. And uh, we'll get her better or we'll ditch it. We'll see. And the Periscopers, thank you as well. I don't know what's going on with the audio on that, but I will look into that as well. So until next time. Shalom. Please remember to support the podcast by visiting the affiliate links on AaronSaysWhat.com. Are you looking for a permanent home for your podcast? Well, Spreaker can do it all. Spreaker will give you your own RSS feed that you can submit to other platforms, including iTunes. Spreaker's mobile app will let you record from your smartphone, or you can use their web-based console with everything you need to record. Their podcasting plans include being able to host multiple shows at no extra charge. Got a YouTube channel? Spreaker's got you covered. You can effortlessly upload your podcast audio to your channel. You can even move your current podcast to Spreaker without losing any of your iTunes subscribers. Try any plan 30 days for free using promo code ASW.